Hello, everyone, and welcome to the I Love Kid Min podcast, the place where you and your church take the next steps in your kids' ministry journey. We know you love Kid Min, and we want to give you the tools to succeed. Now, your hosts, Ryan Frank and Corey Jones. Hey, welcome to the I Love Kid Min podcast, episode number 11. It's Ryan Frank. I'm joined by Corey Jones. What's up, Corey? Not too much. Ready to jump in. It's going to be a good episode. It is. I'm excited about today's episode um, because we're going to talk about something very, very practical that I know a lot of people in the I Love Kidman Facebook group um, are dealing with, and that is transitions. Transitions. Um, you know, transitions are a part of life. They're a part of family life, personal life, um, professional life, church life, and I know Corey because we've been friends. Now for what? Uh, 42 years? How long have we been friends now, Corey? Maybe not 42. I think it was 40, 41. 41. 41. Okay. I know you, we both have experienced some transitions. So, um, and we've got a great expert guide to, to, that I'll let you, let you introduce in a few minutes to help navigate this conversation. But what have, what have some transitions look like for you, Corey, as you look back on your ministry life and your, you know, your family life? Yeah. Um, well, I've been at Southern Hills for the past nine years. Um, when I started here, I was the kids pastor. I mostly oversaw kindergarten through fifth grade. Now I'm a next-gen pastor, oversee birth through college. So that, that's been a little bit of a transition. Um, I worked at a college for a while and enjoyed some like campus ministry to college students. I also worked in a smaller church in North Carolina for little over three years. I started as an intern there, um, saw that church double a couple of times. It was cool. Um, and then going way back, man, I did some internships in high school and in college. So th- there's been a lot of transitions for me over the years. And thankfully, I'm in a spot right now um, in Georgia that I just know God's called me to. And it's been great. I've loved it. Um, I don't see any big transitions in my future. Um, he might surprise me, but I do kind of like where I'm sitting right now. What about you, well, Ryan? Cool. Um, what's it been like for you? Yeah, you know, I, it's, I'm kind of, as far as my church goes, I've been at the same church since I was five years old, which is very wow. rare. So, um, yeah, grew up in the church, came on staff, you know, in college. And um, although I'm not on paid staff anymore, still one of the pastors at the church and, of course, very, very involved. And so I've not had a – Beth and I have not really had a geographical trans, transition as far as like moving out of state. We've not had a major church transition. But I have had ministry transitions where um, we've you know, shifted – well, in college I had different jobs and stuff, and then you transitioned to the church job. And then once Kids Matter grew really beyond my capacity to, to lead it well and – be on you know staff full time at a church. We transitioned over to Kids Matter, and and we've launched different brands and done different had different partnerships with different organizations. And so, my transitions maybe look different than others. Of course, we all probably they all probably look different. But I understand this that transitions are not always easy, but it's often where God shows up and where the great things happen. Um, and so I'm excited to dig into this topic today. I think it's going to get very very practical. Whether you are in a time of transition in your own church, maybe your role is transitioning, maybe you're switching churches or switching careers or looking at a geographical uh, move, 
I think you're going to find today's podcast very, very helpful. I think it's going to be great. Um, but before we do, we've got to thank who's making this possible. So, Ryan, who is it today that we get to thank? Yeah, so our sponsor of today's podcast, episode number 11, is Thomas Nelson. They've got a great book coming uh, titled You Are Extraordinary. Now, um, Corey, you and I both are friends with Craig Johnson. Craig Johnson is on staff at Lakewood Church. He has created a special needs ministry at his church called Champion, the Champions Club, which I love that name. And um, he and he has helped churches all, literally all over the world start special needs ministries. And him and his wife, Sam, have just written a new book called You Are Extraordinary. This is a kid's book. And every page helps kids celebrate um, the fact that everybody's unique. And we can be kind, and we can celebrate that, and we can all be loved. And so on one page, you'll meet a child with autism, maybe on one page, a child that has been adopted, a one page, maybe a child with certain physical limitations. Um, and, and it's all about just celebrating the differences, loving everybody, being kind. I'm pretty proud of this book and proud of Craig and Sam Johnson for writing it. And thankful to our friends at Thomas Nelson for sponsoring today's podcast. So get on Amazon and look up the book, You Are Extraordinary. This would be a great book for your kids or grandkids at home, or even for the kids in your ministry. All right, it's time for our favorite things. Um, Corey, am I starting this week? Absolutely. Jump in. Okay. Okay. So um, it's kind of funny because before we uh, started recording this episode, we we kind of told each other what our favorite things were, and they both are related to coffee. And I swear <laughs> on a stack of Bibles, that was unplanned, wasn't it, Corey? That on our, a whole stack of Bibles. Wow. <laughs> a, a stack, and I don't even have a stack in here to swear on. Um, That's funny. But yeah, I we're both we have a coffee theme today. So when we were at camp this summer, um, we went to a coffee shop and discovered a um, coffee company from out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. We love their coffee. Uh, the name of the coffee is Stone Creek Coffee. Stone Creek Coffee. Uh, we love it so much. We got home and I like, ordered a box of this coffee. The box just came in a couple days ago. Yeah, it's just a really smooth coffee that Beth and I really enjoy. Um, I don't know, every once in a while when we find a good coffee, we just we get on it. So it's Stone Creek Coffee. I think the website is stonecreekcoffee.com. For all you coffee lovers out there, you want to try something new, go check it out. What about you, Corey? What's your favorite thing? I've already kind of shown your hand and told you told everybody it's about coffee. But no, it's all good. I'm looking at the everything. stone. Stone Creek right now. I see they have the upside down. That's a fun hat. They do. Stranger things. That's funny. Yep. Yep. All right. So my favorite coffee thing, um, favorite things isn't necessarily the bean or the coffee, but it's how I've been making it. And I, I bought a Chemex, which is like a slow pour over way to do it. And then I bought a hand grinder and it's weird, but I really like having two options. I got my K-Cup super quick and then Chemex slow down the pace. Um, I do it a lot of times on Saturday when I'm, I have my day off and it just sets up the day to be a little bit different. Um, it, it's 
a slower brewed coffee. It's really good coffee. Um, but I like cool. the, the hobby of it, I guess, where it just slows it down for me. And so, uh, I wanted to share it as my favorite thing. Uh, Chemex, it's a, it's a cool coffee maker. Go tell, check it out. tell us again, how you, how do you spell it? C H E M E X. And it looks like you're doing a science experiment. So, uh, don't be intimidated by that. Just jump on like chemistry. Got chemistry yeah. in the name. Yeah. It's pretty that, easy. That explains a lot, Corey. It really does. Yeah. Um, oh. Hey, one, one thing about Corey, he loves coffee. And Corey very rarely leads me wrong when it comes to coffee. So you better listen to this one. It's Chemex. Go check it out. Today, we'll be hearing from one of our top contributors to the I Love Kidman Facebook group, Jack Henry. On January 1st this past year, Jack became the family pastor of Tabernacle Baptist Church in Hiram, Georgia, real close to me. And there he oversees families, everything to do with families, all family ministry stuff. I'm excited to hear from Jack, so let's turn things over to this week's expert guide. Hey, Jack, so excited to have you today. How's it going? Corey, thank you, man. It's going great. I appreciate it. For an old guy, I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, okay. Now, Jack, I've got a question. This is Ryan. How does a guy become consistently the number one contributor to the I Love Kidman Facebook group? I mean, what is your secret sauce? My secret sauce? Well, that's apple, Ryan. I love applesauce, especially with pork chops. Apple, okay. Uh-huh. That, I knew that, it, had to, it had to do something with food. It's applesauce. That's it. <laughs> Look, do I need to apologize no. for this? No, 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 no. We love it. We um, love it. Jack, you've all, got a great yeah. message. It's going to be great. Yeah. Why don't you start sharing with us, let us know what you've been up to, and uh, just talk to us about transition. All right, man. Thank you again. It's good to be with everybody. Appreciate everybody uh, listening here. I really do. It's an honor. Hey, look, I started kids ministry back at my home church in 1981. Uh, we had around 600 people, I guess, about 200 in kids' church. Think about that, 200 in kids' church in 1981. That's pretty crazy. Had about 75 teenagers in our youth ministry, and that was my training ground. You know, we've all got a place where we uh, we trained, right? And I'm sure some of you are there now. But, you know, we had to learn on the fly because not many churches back there were, were doing kids' church. It was kind of a new concept. And uh, I saw it at a larger church up in uh, Hammond, Indiana. I guess, Ryan, I don't know how far that is from you, but uh, I experienced a kids' church experience up there. But we, we uh, also yeah. had a bus, yep. so even back then, we were going outside the walls. But, you know, the next church I was at was a full-time position, but it's much smaller than my church home. And I was actually in culture shock. That was my first culture shock experience, the first of many. Uh, every place I went after that just seemed to get larger and larger. And in my mind, it was like God was rewarding me for my faithfulness. Maybe he was. Maybe he wasn't. That might have been the wrong way to look at it. Uh, but every church just seemed to get larger and larger. And as you guys know, the church that I was at in Pensacola, you know, it's, it's a large church, thousands of people. And I was there a little over three years uh, away from my wife. Ryan and Corey, you know my story there. She, uh, she stayed in Georgia to work. Now, in her defense, she did try to find a position in her field in Pensacola, but nothing was available. And uh, it was hard. I tell you, it was hard. We saw each other every other week. She would come down once a month for about five days, and I would get to fly home occasionally and see her. 
it was hard. But weirdly, and I say that on thin ice here, weirdly, it was God's will for a variety of reasons. Um, hundreds of kids were saved and baptized, and great friendships were made, uh, lifetime friendships. And when I left there, I honestly thought I was finished with church ministry. But God had other plans. You know, the Bible says he orders our steps, and of course, his will is always the best. And and now I find myself through a series of events with uh, at a church of about 300-plus adults, about 40 students, and about 75 kids. But thank God it's growing weekly. Uh, you see, I believe Kidman is a calling. Uh, some may use it as a stepladder to go higher, and that's fine, I guess, but, you know, whatever that means. But my view... My view is that it's a life calling, at least it has been for me, and I'm sure it may be for you, at least I hope it is. But you know, ministry in a small church, and again, the culture shock has set in with me again, because being at a church of thousands, I got there, and of course, the culture was different, and it was in, I was in shock, and it, it actually scared me a little bit. I was very nervous, and uh, but I, I trained, I learned, I adjusted. And I was able to get in there and understand their culture and their way of thinking. For the most part, uh, you know, we, we all have problems in different areas if we are we go to a new environment or a new church. But, you know, God blessed and, uh, and, and he, he allowed great things to happen. But now I'm back at a small church. And again, culture shock, culture shock. Actually, it took me back almost to my beginning because not much has changed uh, where I'm at now than what I was at a small church back then. But you want to build something awesome, right? If you, no matter where you're at in a church, especially a small church, you want to build something awesome. You want to grow the ministry. But you know the environment isn't always the best to make that happen. A small church has a small budget or non-existent. At least it might be on paper, but it's not in the bank, right? <laughs> Limited space, not many people volunteering, not many students there, not many kids, not a lot of visitors just a lot of obstacles, it seems, that we face. But being in a small church does not mean you can't do big ministry. Can I get an amen right there? Amen. My first full-time position years ago was a church of about 100 people, or at least that's what we said. You know you know how Baptists are. Uh, you probably had 60 there, but you rounded off to 100. Uh, but to be honest, there were probably about 75 on a Sunday, including the five and the youth and 15 to 20 of the kids when I got there. But I experienced firsthand the struggles and the obstacles facing small church ministries, but also learned a lot about doing kids ministry in a small church. And I'm glad God had me in that situation because even way back then, he was preparing me for where I'm at today. Isn't God good? Aren't you glad that God knows where you're going to be years down the road? It, and, and it also taught me how not to be stuck in a small kids ministry just because it was a small church. So just real quick, let me throw a few things at you that I've learned about doing large ministry in a small church. You can't always, or I'm sorry, you can't allow the size of the church to determine the size of your ministry. When I was hired at my first full-time position, I had a choice to make. My choice was either accept the fact that I was in a small church, so I'm going to have a small ministry, or decide that just because the church was small, it didn't mean that the kids' ministry had to be small, too. I knew it wasn't going to be easy, but I determined early on that the size of our church would never set the size of my ministry. 
And that choice is still helping me today. We are the biggest limiter of what we can do. And then you got to go outside the walls. We were doing it back then. We're doing it today. So if you want to see your ministry grow, it is essential that you go outside of just the ones that you minister to in your church. Because if it's a small church, chances are there is a small to medium population of kids and youth around you, which means if you want to be bigger than what the church has to offer you, then you've got to go outside the walls. And in order to do that, you've got to stop doing ministry just for the kids in your church. You've got to be outwardly focused. Go on school campuses. Go where the kids are. Get outside of your walls and reach them. And it may be the very same. Uh, the same thing can apply for volunteers as well. I know in my first full-time church, some of my, my volunteers came from outside the church, not inside the church. And then I learned you really got to be creative. And I, I'm still learning that today. I learned it at our the conferences I attend and, uh, you know, uh, the conferences that we do. And you never stop learning. Chances are you don't have a very large budget or you may not have one at all. So be be innovative and be creative. Come up with, with ways to do things to reach kids. Obviously, creativity is needed across the board, but I had to rely way more on creativity at my first church. And to be honest with you, it was more fun and sometimes even better quality at the small church than it was at the big church. Just be creative. And then you got to change the culture. The last thing, you got to change the culture. We have to be the one to set the culture. That's what I'm doing now. A culture of inviting, one where everybody cannot wait to bring their friends and everyone they meet is a potential invite. Talk about it, preach on it, encourage it often, make your mind, make your ministry outwardly focused. Think more about the students, the kids outside of your church and focus on reaching them for Christ. Set the standard of excellence in your ministry and do things well. Break the mold, change the culture. You see, the journey's not an easy one, guys, but that's why God chose you and me, right? Don't get pinned into a stereotype of kids' ministry because you're in a small church. I've been there. I'm there again. And trust me, if you don't let the size of your church limit you before, you're no, before you know it, you're going to have a ministry that's mm -hmm. challenging the church's attendance. I'm telling you, I think most of the work being done um, you know, not just in the United States, but around the world is being done in small to mid-sized churches. And, and, and really the beautiful thing about what you can do in a small church, I mean, you, you're able to do what big churches wish they could do. And I know we could spend so much more time on this. I think probably my big takeaway, Jack, from your conversation is don't focus on the size of your church. Um, and let that be a, a hindrance instead, um, Look at it as a great, great opportunity to make a difference, to be a catalyst for growth in that church. Um, it, it's all about your mindset. And, and I love this, love this, love this. Thank you, Jack. What about you, Corey? Takeaway? Man, I, Jack, I appreciate and love how you talked about how God prepares you and he knows where you're going to be down the road. Um, I know in my life I have seen God's faithfulness lived out through the ways that he's prepared me in different churches for this moment now. And man, I know 100% hands down, if I would have jumped into where I'm at today, 
even three years ago, I couldn't have handled it um, on my own for sure without God preparing me for this moment. Um, that's big to realize he's faithful in those transitions. He's preparing you along the way. Thank you, thank you so much, Jack. Ron and Corey, thank you. Yeah, and, and you know, we'd love to hear from everybody in the I Love Kidman Facebook group um, about how do you see God has prepared you for where you are today? Um, love to just c- encourage each other with this, with this, co- in this, with this kind of a conversation. So, jump over to the Isle of Kidman Facebook group, search for episode number eleven, and let us know how have you seen God doing a work in your life to prepare you for where you are today, and then be encouraged because God is doing the work in your life today to prepare you for whatever tomorrow is. So, uh, let's keep the conversation rolling over in the Isle of Kidman Facebook group. Uh, Again, search for episode number 11. Thank you, Corey, for being such a great host. Thank you, Andy, for producing today's podcast. Uh, Thank you, Jack Henry, for being our friend and our expert guide this week. And thank you to all of you in the I Love Kidmen group and to this Kidmen community. You guys are awesome. We really, really appreciate your support of this new podcast. So thank you for the reviews. Thank you for the good ratings. And thank you for helping us spread the word. We'll see you next week. We've got a great episode uh, coming at you next week with episode number 12. Uh, Just to give you um, a little bit of a teaser, a little bit of a teaser is we're going to be talking to David Laughlin next week. You're going to hear from David Laughlin. I know a lot of you love David Laughlin. He's going to talk to you um, yeah, about Uh, really making sure you're in the right place in ministry. So it's going to be a good, good episode, episode 12. But between now and then, God bless. Keep up the great work. We'll talk to you next time. This episode might be over, but the conversation is just getting started. Head over to the I Love Kidmin Facebook group and let's talk about your next steps in your kids' ministry journey.